This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. First thing Washington Democrats will do if Sleepy Joe is elected is go to sleep, I guess. Here's Jerry Callahan. All right, we got to be quick today. We got to be quick, uh, Tom Shattuck and uh, Dave Cullinan, <clears throat> because we're going to talk about the latest scoop, the latest uh, expose by the New York Post. They got a couple of big bombshells, which will not, do not reflect well on uh, the challenger this evening, the former vice president, the head of the Biden crime family. But you know what? In a matter of minutes, those stories are going to disappear. The, the big tech giants are going to make them go away and everyone will say, hey, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I haven't heard. I haven't heard the uh, the disinformation campaign, the election interference from big tech, from Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg will continue unabated. I guess they don't feel any threatened at all by uh, Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz, unfortunately. But uh, we'll give you all the details as much as we can before uh, the story goes away. Um, Rudy. Rudy was set up by uh, Borat, not Rudy from Rudy Rudiger, Rudy Giuliani. He says he was just tucking his shirt in. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of that. We'll ask, and I will ask the question, uh, does anyone still think Borat is funny? I mean, he used to be. He used to be awesome. We'll preview the debate. It is the one and only time Donald Trump will get a chance to ask uh, Biden about his uh, pay-for-influence scheme. I look forward to it. His mic will be muted, but he will scream, and it will be great. That's my <laughs> prediction. Um, ACB is going to get uh, confirmed Well, uh, by the Senate Judiciary Committee, where all the Democrats are uh, are boycotting, but they'll push her through anyway. Uh, Major League Baseball ratings are really, really bad, but the good news is they're not as bad as the NBA. And Halloween's canceled. Halloween's canceled uh, in many, many places. We'll find out if Tom Shattuck's brood is going to get to uh, trick-or-treat or not. God knows. Send those 10-year-old kids out. They might die. We'll get into that with Shattuck today on the Callahan Podcast, brought to you as always by DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. Do you love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and the loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance, insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right. I do want to, before we get going, I do want to say good morning to everyone on 4chan who's out there. I was going to say, okay. say good morning to you, Dave Cullinane and Tom Shattuck. I think Cullinane, it's obviously Shattuck's fault because he was here yesterday. He got us in some trouble. He forced he asked me about my secret organization. Yep. I try to keep that under wraps, Shattuck. You know, um, you I told you off the record, I'm the local uh chapter president of of qnn yep i the meetings are right here in my my place that's where we have our meetings um, I, I, there's not much else we can we can't say much more about pizzagate we've said it all already yeah, mm-hmm. said it all. That, that worked you know we got our guys to show up and shoot the place up but you don't know my, my uh, colleen ritzer hat on you don't know that there's a, a tinfoil lining in there tinfoil line hat um there it is there it is we are dangerous according to um Facebook. This should bother me. I should be upset about this, but it's so stupid. It's so insane. I mean, we've done some 
some edgy things and said some controversial things here, but this wasn't one of them. Yesterday, uh, Shattuck prompted me to talk about or mentioned QAnon. God knows Alex Reamer mentions it every time he joins us. He's, he's <laughs> one of those conspiracy nuts who thinks QAnon actually matters. I agreed with the president. I don't know what it is. I don't know who they are. I don't. Uh, my life is not affected by them. As far as I could tell, the country's not affected by QAnon. I don't even understand the theory of Democrats being child molesters. It doesn't make any sense to me, and I have enough stuff to read about, stuff to uh, try to uh, understand without deep, digging deep into that rabbit hole, QAnon. So we mentioned it yesterday. I say I don't know what it is. I don't this care. Is, by the way, this is the exact exact d- defense that the Grand Wizard would have, just to <laughs> let you know. Yep, yep. You know, I'm a pretty, I must say, I'm a good actor. I'm a better actor than uh, than, than Rudy Giuliani was in that scene with Borat. But so we are, we have earned a warning. It's like life as, as turtle boy or life as, uh, you know, uh, Alex Jones. That's us now because we mocked QAnon and there must be some algorithm Facebook <laughs> has that if you mention QAnon, you get a warning. Now, how, as far as you know, Colin, how does this work? I mean, I'm not a Facebook guy, but now I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm branded that uh, that uh, that we're dangerous and we're part. They literally say we may be associated with QAnon. Yes, it's people that are trying to find you. So let's just like hypothetically, let's just say you were on the radio for a long fucking time. Let's just say that hypothetically, and people don't hear you on the radio anymore, so they want to find you. Sometimes instead of Google, they use the most popular social media site in the world, and they type in jerry callahan and what would pop up first because you personally are not on facebook what would pop up is the jerry callahan podcast and before they click it underneath it they will see a warning that uh if you uh decide to engage with this page i just want to let you know that you're engaging with QAnon. basically that's what happened and 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 so so facebook has decided QAnon, whatever the hell it is is a danger to the country and they've decided anyone associated with them gets a warning. Now, does this, do I, am I supposed to like appeal this? I don't even know how to do that. Am I supposed to make my case to Facebook that I'm not a QAnon guy that I I didn't even know how to pronounce it till about a month. Did you, did you pledge allegiance? I was here yesterday and I don't remember talking about you made me talk. Yes. Yes. I blame you. I don't remember, so I don't really know what they are either. My wife knows more about that stuff because she's younger than me, and she like knows about GamerGate and all the crazy corner of the web conspiracy things. But so those are the guys who shot up, sent the guy who shot up the pizza place. Who I, thought, I don't even know about that. I don't even know what that means. So like the pizza place was supposed right. to be run by child molest. I don't even understand it. I don't want to read about it. I would never Google it. I don't want to join any clubs. I used to be in the Knights of Columbus, but I'm not anymore. Until I found, you know, until Kamala Harris said they were a cult. But I only joined them because they had a basketball court. I got to play basketball. I don't like joining things. So I wouldn't, I don't even know. I don't care. Does it affect us, Colony? Just tell me. It certainly affects us. It absolutely affects us, the people that are trying to seek you out and find you. If people people share this content to their friends, they won't see the warning. Or like if it organically happens, it's people that are seeking you out personally. And as someone who is marketing independently the podcast, that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. <laughs> and then the commenters on the Facebook are uh, are telling telling me things I don't know. Such like the guy says we have to appeal. 
Okay, you figure that out for me, Cullinan, will you? How do you? Why don't we just, listen? We're in the sports category. Why don't we just spend the entire next hour talking about the baby uh, reveal that uh, Patrick Mahomes and his girlfriend? Uh, we just do that. Patrick Mahomes has four hundred million dollars, a Super Bowl ring, an MVP. But I sometimes feel sorry for him because his uh, fiance is high maintenance. But uh, and I don't think that's going to end well. But uh, we don't have to get into that. The bit one do the baseball ratings. They're really, really bad. They're down from last year. They're they're historically low. They're lower World Series ratings than ever, and they're much better than the NBA Finals ratings. Uh, it depends. It strictly depends on how woke you are. The woke, more woke, the more places that say Black Lives Matter and you know all this, the the worse you do in the ratings, which is good. Oh, which is good. I like it. But we're not going to do that now. This is. Super Bowl Sunday morning is what it is. That's what it feels like to me. I have the same feeling I used to have, you know, on a big NFC, AFC championship game day that not that uh, I'm excited about you know, rooting for my team, which I plan on doing, but that I feel like some kind of history is going to be made that some kind of unforgettable moment is is uh, in going to uh, have uh, uh, it's going to happen in 12, 12 hours, 12, I mean, uh, 13 hours from right now. I, I think Donald Trump may throw a water bottle at Kristen <laughs> or, or Joe Biden. Boink right off the head. What do you think? <laughs> well, Trump was a good baseball player, actually, in his day. He'll tell you that. In his first pitches, he does have a good arm. So um, I think Biden will suffer from the two minutes uninterrupted. I think that's way too much time. Biden generally has about 43 seconds of content before he sputters off into the ionosphere somewhere uh, totally untethered. I don't think this format's going to work well for uh, for Biden. I think Trump has to be careful with the with the with the Hunter Biden stuff. He can certainly talk about coordination in foreign policy and how it's built in. Corruption is built whoa, in. Whoa, whoa. There's no foreign policy category. We got rid of that. <laughs> Ixnay, the foreign <laughs> policy fay, because that was Trump's strength. This For two reasons. He's had some great successes in foreign policy. We're getting out of our endless wars. There's peace in the Middle East. And uh, it opens the door to Ukraine and China which uh, and and we can give you some details again before they get uh, uh, before they disappear from social media. There's a couple of new stories today uh, that do that aren't good, aren't good for the former vice president. But literally, there's no category now. Trump can force it into the debate, yes, and that's what and he does. He sure as hell better force it. Mm-hmm. In the debate, but right now, we're going to spend more time on freaking climate change than we are on foreign policy. And you know she's going to – it's something about racial you know, racial issues. She said she's going to do that, so it'll be – got to denounce white supremacy. Probably denounce QAnon, <laughs> which I, I, I won't be happy with that, Shattuck. If they I denounce know. QAnon, that's going to hurt personally. I'm, again, I don't know what the hell it is, but I, I'm going to get hurt personally uh, when they do that. But No, I hope he doesn't denounce the Groypers because I'm one of those now with the, with the Hawaiian shirts. I don't know what, what they are specifically, but I know that if you're, uh, if you're somebody on the right, you're supposedly one of the two. Um, but, uh, you don't know what a Groyper is? I Dave, you know, know, right? I don't know my cults. I don't know my underground. <laughs> I don't know these things. Facebook I'm... will explain it to you in about 10 minutes. 
But um, I think Trump, obviously, the climate change answer is Green one. New Deal. That's what he has to go with. Warning, Colin, and he's, 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 and he's, he's talking about other cults. You're going to get us banned. Attic is working behind the scenes to take this show down. It's what? a smart strategy to, to grow the burn barrel. It is a smart strategy. Exactly. <laughs> you're an undercover. You're a double agent. Make sure the gropers or gropers or what is that? Some kind of <laughs> ring? It's gro- It's a long story. It's groper. It, it's, it's so splintered it's ridiculous there's, there's, it's basically the same thing isn't it a bunch of it's white nationalists and all that stuff, right isn't that uh, c- kind of but a lot of them aren't white so there's a new thing of non-white white nationalists out there and uh i don't know i'm not part of any of those things and i don't oh, and I'm, Thank you, Shattuck, for this. Yeah. We, I'm just <laughs> we know the proud boys are aren't such a a problem after all they're just being used by the iranians and the reason the Iranians used them, according to the uh, intelligence services, because they knew the Democrats, or I should say the media, the same thing, the Democrat Media Alliance, they knew they were suckers for this. So they said, we'll use the Proud Boys, which is not a big organization. No. The Democrats will run with it and it will become uh, an issue. It'll become something bigger. The Proud Boys are intimidating Democrat voters. It's not real. We learned yesterday from Radcliffe and Ray, but it is the most interesting part of that was that the they knew that the the media, the American media, would play along with their ruse, and they did. And by the yeah, way, and that's uh, been the whole story of all the Russian the Russian collusion stuff. Right. In the uh, it's always discoverable evidence that the Russians put out there. They know Democrats will discuss it and will use it as, as a, a political weapon. Proud Boys, you know, wasn't it interesting that Joe Biden said them by use their name, mentioned them by name when the woman said uh, when the debate when Wallace said, "Hey, were you going to you know disparage white supremacy, whatever?" And Trump said, "Well, who who do you want me to say?" And then Biden said, "Proud Boys." It's like, wow, why did you have that on the tip of your tongue? The Proud uh, Boys was like, who uh, can't remember Mitt Romney's name can remember the right. Proud Boys, right? And, and if you look at the the Proud Boys, it's like this was Gavin McGinnis's group of drunkards who would get into street fights with antifa you know there's not much more to these guys than that and you know obviously they're a bunch of they're hooligans but yeah there's a lot of hooligans running around these days only a certain set of hooligans will get you banned from social media but i mean i i am excited about tonight i think that this format does not help uh that does not help joe biden i think trump can move the needle a little bit but he just has to talk about he has to talk about the economy, the economy, the economy. And then you got to ask people and say, hey, do you like being told what to do and shutting down and having your bank account whittled away and having um, and having your 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 office closed and having to lay people off? Well, that's all big government overreach. And that's that guy over there, Joe Biden and his pals, AOC, et cetera. They're having a good time with this stuff. And this is only the beginning. No, no Trump has to keep yeah, saying that. Uh, to me, like there's two or three things he has to hammer away at. When she says, obviously, when uh, when when Biden's uh, assistant Kristen Welker starts uh, <laughs> badgering him or bullying him and talking about Charlottesville or QAnon, he has to say, "A uh, good question, good question, Kristen, uh, but I want to go back to foreign policy or I want to mm-hmm. go back to the economy." Or, see, I think you're right economy say it's 90 minutes it has to be like 30 minutes economy 30 minutes antifa and law and order because i think that's appealing to you know the suburban soccer moms anyone who's watched the news not cnn or you know not like read the boston globe but actual newspapers or actual uh, uh tv news knows that antifa is a real threat that there is lawlessness in some of our cities that they've destroyed 
a number of small businesses and that they've ruined lives in minority neighborhoods. That's the key right there. They're really bad people and they exist and, mm-hmm. and they're a threat. Unlike the proud boys in QAnon, they're a real threat. And he has to say, Joe Biden has never denounced them. He's never disavowed them. And he won't because there is base. I mean, these people you see, you know, bashing cops with baseball bats or trying to blind cops with lasers. They're Biden supporters. That's a fact. He has to say that plainly, clearly, which is asking a lot with Trump and just point at Biden and say, when are you going to denounce Antifa? That's a much better question than denouncing QAnon because again, Trump said what we all say when someone mentions QAnon. I don't know what it is. I don't see him on the news. I don't run into him in the streets. Mm -hmm. I saw, by the way, walking through Boston Common the other day, I saw an Antifa rally. I haven't seen one around here yet. And there was some a-hole doing a speech and talking about Amy Coney Barrett's a Nazi and all this. And uh, he was like standing up on on a, I think it was on a statue of some sort, making a speech. And all around him, there was maybe 30 people. It was it was not that big a rally. I mean, it's bigger than an Obama rally for Biden, uh, like yesterday. There was more than people. I think Obama had 17 people. And this kid, this Antifa punk, had about 30. And on the perimeter all around him were Antifa punks dressed in black, all black. And they had their arms crossed, and they were just standing there like they oh, were God. Standing- Yard, and I walked by like three of them because I was walking around the perimeter. And I just laughed at them. I looked at them. They were these scrawny punks, of course, because they just guard for. Yeah, like, I know you're. They have the badass, um, you know, as if look at like they're, um, like they're, um, you know, protecting Farrakhan. And right. most of these losers are from you know Wellesley, and they've just rolled right out of Emerson College, right there, right onto Boston, yep. Boston Common. Took an Uber in from Wellesley and uh, stood there and talked about you know fascism and and uh a reamer could have taken a whole bunch of them on and kicked their ass they were just a bunch of scrawny punks they're oh they are they are and that's one of the things you they're real they are really there they're really assaulting cops they're really ruining lives and as far as i know joe biden has never uh, disavowed them he's called them an idea not an organization an idea i think you got to put him on the spot i think again what you said about the economy 100 percent the economy is bouncing back strong, and that all ends if Biden gets in. And and here's the thing, the the, the image that he has to promote, the thought, the, the idea that he has to promote uh, Trump more than anything, is that you let Biden have uh, into the Oval Office, these the following people come with him. AOC, Ayanna Presley, Rashida Tlaib, Bernie Sanders, Liz Warren, uh, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. these people uh jack dorsey mark zuckerberg these people come with him you vote for biden you vote for all of them uh, kamala harris who's the president in waiting the most liberal men- member of the uh, u.s senate i'm an absolute radical to her bones she is your next president if you vote for uh, sleepy joe that's the message that he has to hammer home and if he has to repeat himself, you know, that's one thing Trump could do. That's one thing he always does, repeats himself over and over and over again. Just do that. Right. And once again, like you said, 
make sure that you emphasize that it's black neighborhoods, it's disadvantaged neighborhoods that have been destroyed over this last year, whether it's from this, these hurtful and oppressive lockdowns or whether it's from letting hooligans, a lot of them white hooligans, run through black neighborhoods and destroy black owned stores and destroy black neighborhoods. That's what's happening here. And financially, with the coronavirus lockdowns already hurting and with all this, the, the thuggery happening and the crime that we have done, we have been awful awful in the year that we're supposed to have this reckoning this racial reckoning we have been disgraceful with uh with at the end of the day with our actions towards the black community but and you look at what trump has done the outreach certainly the historically black colleges but the outreach to have a conversation in a republican presidency about uh, criminal justice reform and to pass a bill like that unheard of no democrat or republican could ever do it even barack obama couldn't ever get it done trump is the guy who is giving you know, disadvantage black youth, a second chance at life. A lot of these people who were thrown into jail by Joe Biden, who is the architect of uh, mass incarceration. Yeah, he needs not, to say that. I don't think you win. If you're a law and order candidate, you don't win by telling, saying the other guy. He's already got the law and order people. He needs but, housewives. The urban housewives. You can't think that way. I hate when people say that you got those people. Just take them for granted. Take nothing for granted. Fight for everybody. Uh, but I think, um, he sh I don't think he can do this. I don't think he's got the ability. But if he said, you know, Joe or whatever, Biden, you said that if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. You know, that's more racist than anything Trump's ever said or done. I mean, you uh, literally, your mentor and friend was the grand cyclops of the KKK. Now, that would be a memorable line, a great shot, but Trump's not capable of that, I don't think, is he? Uh, I mean, if you said Robert Byrd is from West Virginia, right? Half the state is named after him. Right. I, I believe this is true. There was no KKK in West Virginia. He started it. He recruited people. He started this chapter and, and recruited 150 racists, hood-wearing racists, to become Klansmen. That guy was Joe Biden's friend and mentor, and he eulogized him at his funeral. Okay, now give me something Trump has ever done close to that racist that's in that in that class. Anything he's ever done or said. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. And you could even just go to stuff that Biden said that is totally given context and forgiven by the media that if Trump had said them would never be forgiven. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's unbelievable and i guess here's your alibi for that he's a boob right he's right. he's not all there he's not really with it it's not racist it's senility that's your defense your only defense here's my here's what i i am sure i'm going to be frustrated with the moderator she is another left winger i'm going to be frustrated with the debate commission the thing is rigged the mute button is going to be insane she's not she's never going to mute uh biden Biden could say, shut up, or you're a clown, and that's okay. But if Trump interrupts a rambling, bumbling uh, Biden, uh, she'll mute him. That will drive me nuts. I will be more frustrated by Trump because I'll be like you, like everybody. I'll be saying this is a good opening to mention you know, this, to mention Antifa, to mention you know, China, to mention Ukraine, and, and Trump will start babbling about Joe, don't you know? Don't say you're smart to me, Joe. You're you're not smart, or you finished last in your class in law school, or it's some stupid thing that's irrelevant, and it'll frustrate me. I'll be rooting for Trump, but he will frustrate the hell out of me. That much I know. I'll be wishing 
Mike Pence could step in and sit there and and debate uh, Joe Biden. He can't, unfortunately. And you know what else is nuts? This is it. They get 90 minutes. They're going to leave out a bunch of stuff, as you point out. You know, they won't spend enough time on the economy. They probably won't mention Antifa. He probably won't mention immigration at all when it's a huge winning issue. It's, you know, like 75% of the country is against open borders. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are open border, border candidates. Trump, you know, build the wall. He claims this 400 miles. That's a winning issue. As as uh, as my girl, you know, Ann Coulter pointed out yesterday in her column, which is which was great. He wastes time on all these things like, you know, Jerusalem, moving the moving the embassy or, you know, talking about whatever HBCUs in the black community when the issue that got him where he is, the issue that got him in the White House was building a wall and stopping immigration and and pointing out that these uh, illegal immigrants hurt working class people. They hurt uh, you know, young people in the economy. It, it's devastating to the economy. And the uh, Democrats want to open the borders and let them all in. Joe Biden has said he's going to stop all deportations for the first hundred days. No deportations. That's a winning issue for Trump. And you know what? Shattuck, there's a point, there's a chance he won't spend a minute on it. You know, he won't talk about it at all. No, he certainly should. And that is a winning issue. But does he win over the, the groups he needs to win over if he's on illegal immigration the whole time? I mean, who doesn't think Donald Trump is strong on immigration? Well, it doesn't matter. You hammer it home. You, that's what he did four years ago. That's how he got elected. As, as, as my girl Ann points out, they didn't chant at the rallies, and they still don't chant at the rallies, you know, move the embassy. You know, they don't chant. <laughs> They don't even chant for tax cuts. They well, ch- but the embassy, Jerry, is part of foreign policy in peace yeah, in the Middle East. The Trump can't. Trump can talk about that. Peace in the Middle East is an incredible thing, and he sh- he never mentions that, and he should. Also, he's doing better with Latinos uh, right now. So, I mean, why stop that momentum? I mean, this may be the key. If Trump pulls this thing out, it may be because he's got a, you know a surge in Latino support. So, and he said very nice things. Yes, and by the way, what you all know, but most people don't know. Unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community with incredibly different attitudes about different things. They're not like the black community who is just all one personality. (laughs) He's such a boob. All right, today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. Again, here with my friend Dave McDonough. Dave, election three weeks away. Give me a little market update uh, because of all this craziness. Dave, solid week last week, plus four, uh, seven and a half for the year. Almost made up all of our losses from September. Bottom line is two things. We had a good treatment news for, for those of you out there that support the president. Regeneron, positive treatment news. We also heard from the president that he's wanting the Congress to go big with a stimulus package. Did that happen this week? The answer is no. Politics is here to stay. Let's talk about that election. Stimulus, go big, good Trump tweet. All right? Good yeah, Trump good, tweet. Good, actually, it made the market move. But again, nothing is moving in Congress. Democrats are betting that he's out and they'll be able to get a bigger stimulus package through in February. They're forgetting about the people that need the dough right now. 
All right. So we tell people to go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter as well. But you got to timely report market responses to the election uncertainty. Yeah, you've got to educate yourself. Listen, it's going to get more volatile between now and the election day. Educate yourself on the what ifs. What if the Democrats take over the Senate? What if they take over the presidency? What will that do to your portfolio? Get proactive. This is good information by smart people. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Market responses to election uncertainty. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement to get your hands on this bad boy. Thank you, Dave. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Here's the other timely, topical, relevant, winning issue. And obviously the goal, if you're Kristen Welker and Joe Biden, is to avoid all these things that you point out that that uh, help Trump, that make Trump look good, starting with the economy, Antifa, uh, foreign policy. They must avoid those and stick to you know climate change and identity politics and all the things that, that Biden wants them to do. But it's very simple and it affects everybody. It's affecting you right now. Your uh, Joe Biden's team lockdown, Donald Trump, his team open it all up, team reality. That's simple, black and white. If he gets in, he's going to lock us all down again. You have to say that and say it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's true, and it's it's a, a winning issue for Trump right now. You know, he wants to cancel Halloween. He wants to cancel Thanksgiving and Christmas. Not me. He wants to do whatever Fauci tells him. <laughs> Not me. I think Fauci's an idiot. That's one rant that Trump could go on that would work, that would make him sad. But, uh, we, I, I was hoping we'd get one of these. You know what I was hoping, Shattuck, one, today would get one of these uh, Lincoln Project lunatics, you know, these nut jobs, these <laughs> nut jobs who think that, uh, who you know, they consider themselves conservative right-wingers, and they're going to vote for Joe Biden. Those screwballs, well, we got one. Our friend Mike Sam <laughs> joins us now. And... Uh, <laughs> You're like me. You're like Shattuck. You're excited. You get this big Super yeah. Bowl game tonight. A the one and only chance that Trump has to uh, go at Joe Biden, expose um, Beijing Biden tonight. Um, how do you expect it to go, Graham? I know how you're hoping for it to go. You're hoping your guy Biden survives. But how do you think it will go? This is the moment in the debate that is going to be the most magnificent. Is when you see Trump doing this. <laughs> and you can't hear anything because they've cut his mic off. That's going to be the best. Just, but here, but, but that's the question. Like, the question is: one, she mutes him. Mm-hmm. How does he react? Does okay, he, she doesn't he, mute him. Does he just, just yell? The, 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 she yell. Mute him. They actually have an official muter, an official muter. Um, at one, I, I'm sorry, I, I can't talk about this. Okay, I just had a story that involved yeah, the word fluffer, and I can't get to that story from here. Let me, let me but, get. Um, uh, but they have an official muter who'll be in the back, and the Trump team is going to have somebody. Biden so far has said they don't. Or they're not having one in the room yet. We don't know yet. But so they're going to have some Trump guy. I pray that the guy they send is one of Trump's union buddies from his hotel building days. You know, my name's Guido Anastasio. I'm here to see the button. I just want to see that happening. I just, that's the way to do it. Uh, but the problem with Donald Trump is that he's going to be Donald Trump. And, you know, Donald Trump just cannot stop himself from being Donald Trump long enough so that we can see Joe Biden being Joe Biden. And that, you know, it's become a cliche, but it's a cliche because it's so full of truth. The way to win this election for Trump would have been to have it be a choice, and he refuses to let it be a choice. He insists on making it a referendum on Trump, and so Biden doesn't get to talk. If he's muted, though, correct me if I'm wrong, is 
he can still, you know, shout, right? He can still like bang the desk. <laughs> he's not going to go, oh, I'm mute. Okay. Let me know when, you know, you need me. I'll be over here in the corner. He's not going to handle that well, especially if he feels like he's on a roll and they hit the button. So I, I, I know all you Trump toadies like hang out together. So, uh, you know, the, uh, they're all listening to you, watching you and et cetera. So maybe they'll get this message. If I were advising Trump, this is what I would have him doing while Biden's giving some idiotic answer. Have him actually tweeting out his responses to his 58 million followers. Biden's lying, blah, blah, blah. And then have him hold it, like let people see the phone so they know, okay, go to Twitter now. Trump's tweeting. And then that that's what he should do right there. Yeah, but that takes much too much dexterity. <laughs> I mean, he could never do it. Take the type hashtag fake news. I mean, come on. He's, this He's is, this is real just shouting down, you know, Kristen Welker or whatever. I mean, uh, do you expect it to be to feel as one-sided? Obviously, Chris Wallace was in the tank. Um, I, uh, Skeef Scully was going to be in the tank if he didn't get caught. Is this going to be two-on-one like the previous debate? You know, you know what bugs me about that? I, I assume so because of the way the media works. And, but at the same time, I think media members have a legit point when they say, Trump does so much crazy stuff. I mean, come on. You know, he puts us in, He gives us so many great questions to ask him. But I, and I agree with that. But at the same time, I saw Jim Jordan from Ohio on Fox and Friends this morning, and I'm not a, a particularly big fan of his, but he did something really good. He just went through, Trump said he was going to do X, right. boom. Trump said, and he did like 15 of them. It was so much that I, you know, I'm a hack. My job was to write lists like that back in the day. And I was impressed. And that's what bugs me, is that there are two worthwhile stories to tell. The media doesn't want to tell it, and then Trump won't let the media tell it if they did because he insists on getting in the way of it. It's a good point. And Christy Noem said the same thing last night. I think it's the email's gone out. But By the way, Christy Noem was just here in New Hampshire. Ooh. I got to sit and chat with her at the Red Arrow Diner. Okay, quick, let me just ask. In person, in person versus Hotter on TV. in person oh. than on TV. <laughs> Unbelievable. So my here. my campaign, here's my... Uh, my Gosh, Holly, Christy Noem. No, 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 no. Yes. Nikki Haley, Christy Nome, and then the debate is who's on top. Okay. I mean of the ticket. Who's on top of the ticket? Right. No. That's she, that's what I mean. She she glows, man. They have these mm -hmm. commercials for South Dakota tourism commercials. And I don't even notice like Mount Rushmore. <laughs> you can't take your eyes off Christy Nome. She sparkles. Uh, so the concern she, about Nome though is you know she's a first-term governor, and you saw what happened with and I'm not comparing her to Sarah Palin. I, I don't know enough about her, but you know it's, practice makes perfect. And so I would just say you may want to get a little more practice. You know, that's that's well, just got four more years before she's on the ticket. With I'm uh, sandwiched. Imagine, I'm imagine sandwiched by two Jeffrey Tubins here, uh, feeling <laughs> a little uncomfortable. Uh, imagine, uh, imagine if Sarah Palin had not gotten, if she told McCain, "Look, I'm not saving your campaign. Bite me. I'm going to stay in Alaska and be governor for another term and a half, and then I'm going to, uh, you know, whatever, do something else, and then I'm going to show up in like 2012." fully formed and you know having some experience and knowing you know like geography i mean it could have she could have been a very different person yeah and we never would have seen her on the masked singer so there's that we got <laughs> um, <laughs> i don't even understand the premise of that show by the way i, I see the ads i have no the idea the commercials look so stupid i feel like i'd feel dirty watching it it looks so ridiculous oh no, no i'll tell you what makes you feel dirty is if you're married to a woman who watches 90 day fiance it is, it, it makes my skin, it is the most repulsive, horrifying, this makes you want to end all voting. You don't want any Americans to be allowed to vote after watching 90 Day Fiance. People watching that aren't voting, but anyway. Yeah. 
Christy Nome did what Jim Jordan did, and it's a great strategy. I don't, I'm sure Trump couldn't do it. He just can't focus. But it was just all the promises he made, and he delivered. You know, and it was some things like, uh, like the the again the embassy in Jerusalem, but it was also the economy and things that he said he was going to do. The judges, three Supreme Court judges, great, great. Well, at least the latest one seems great. Um, and you know, promises made, promises delivered. Simple under to understand. Look what I did. Look what I yep. said I'd do. But he can't. He can't stay on track. He can't stay focused enough to pull it off. I'm guessing his handlers and the people prepping him are telling him do this, and we'll see if he can carry it out. I've never seen. I've never seen uh, Donald Trump handled. Then again, I haven't seen the video from. Yeah, but if you go back and listen to that first debate again, uh, Michael, if you go back and listen to that first debate again, it's all just listen listen to it. Um, it, Trump had a pretty good command of facts and figures, and he was really putting it to Biden. The problem is he never stopped putting it to him and letting Biden fall. But even when he was going after him about packing the court, Joe, are you going to do it? Are you going to pack the court? Biden was on his heels and was um, stuttering. You know, uh, you know, Ooh, and unable you to make fun of a stutterer again. <laughs> That's, That's he's a hater, man. But yeah. but but Trump was surprisingly studied up. On, and he was contradicting Joe. Joe, that's wrong. That fact is wrong. Your figure is wrong right there. It's just that he couldn't stop himself from mauling him while he was saying that. You know, uh, this format may help Donald him. This Trump, telling that Donald Trump was a good debater is grading him on a curve. It's like saying that a wide receiver is a pretty good quarterback for a wide receiver. Yeah, every once in a while he throws a touchdown pass on a trick play. Thank you, Bill Belichick. But no, that's Trump is not good at this. But Biden's graded on a curve too. They're be- both not neither. Well, that's true. That's a good point. And so does he win? Shattuck thought Trump won by KO in the first. Yeah, well, Shattuck, you know, whatever. Um, so let me ask you this. Uh, do you think the media can ever get their reputation back after this four years? I don't care at all about this Hunter Biden story. I, I, the, the, the part of me that cares is the former political flack who sh- wants to prosecute the Trump campaign for malfeasance for their poor handling of this. If they kept their mouths shut and sat on this. Imagine if the Hunter Biden story burst forth, you know, a month before the election and nobody knew anything about it. And then they were suddenly finding out, holy crap, he's on the plane going to China with his dad. What? But they, they screwed it up. I don't, but, but this is what bugs me by any definition. It's news. You may think that it's, you know, it's a political trick. It's whatever, but it's news. Would you freaking mm-hmm. people in the news business? Just do that. Trust me. I'll figure out what, there might be a political benefit to, to Trump from this. Oh my gosh, I would have no idea if you didn't say it 73 times during a single hour of CNN. Just report the damn news and, and let and, us, and the viewers, do the rest. Here's the, here's the thing we can all understand. Even the people watching 90 Day Fiance or Masked Singer can understand that if, it, if they replaced uh, Hunter Biden's name with Don Jr. or Eric sure. Trump, it would, it would be huge news. Can you just imagine... Just to forget, and, and this part they can easily dismiss because it's personal and he's troubled, but Don Jr. with a crap pipe in his mouth or John Jr. doing lines <sighs> off some woman's ass, it would be, as I said, the New York Times would wallpaper their office with that photograph. And yet, we just went over this before you joined us. CNN has spent zero minutes on the story. They haven't mentioned it yep. now you can uh, defend it or dismiss exactly. it say, you know this is old news or he was out of office when he took 10 million dollars from the chinese or uh, he was dealing with his, his screwed up kid you can try to explain it away but you have to mention it mm-hmm. this and you're old enough to remember 
20, 30 years ago, the media was obviously biased, but they weren't completely in the tank for whoever, for Dukakis. Or, right, right, exactly. They, they weren't like this. This, well, no, no, you're right. They're like this, but the thing they would have done with Dukakis or with uh, I, even up before Obama, any moment up till 2008, they would have covered the story. They may have covered it poorly. They may have you know, put the the uh, apologies in the first four paragraphs and then had the actual telling point in the ninth paragraph, but they would have felt a duty to cover it. My question to the Boston Globe Democrat hacks, to the cable news hacks is, what do you think is going to happen when Biden's in office and there's real, and you come to the American people and say, no, 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 the Republicans are wrong. Trust us. Here's the real story. We're just going to go. And I don't mean we Republicans. Everybody's just going to go, thank you. I don't believe anything you say. I think it's going to get worse because they've, if, if, if I should say, if Trump were to get reelected or even the next 12 days, it's going to get worse because they're just, they're consumed by this rage, this hatred Mm -hmm. for the man and the thought of four more years. That's enough to make them drop any pretense of of journalism or objectivity. And just go back and watch once again, the ice, the the milkshake moment. I hopefully this is remembered someday taught in, in journalism classes, maybe, you know, at Hillsdale College or Liberty University, they'll teach it. Right. Milkshake moment when this guy, the big question is, was he taking millions from the communist Chinese? Was Is that how he bought all his mansions? And he gets a milkshake. And the first question is, what flavor did you get, right. Mr. Biden? He, and by the way, Graham, he can't even answer that articulately. He starts yeah. babbling on about black and white milkshakes. But the next question the guy doesn't even get the question out. He starts asking him about the FBI and the media. Obviously, Biden ignores it because he knows the reaction of the rest of the media. And he was right. They giggled. They right. laughed. Someone tried to ask Biden about taking money from the Chinese or, or putting the fix in in Ukraine. And they giggled when Biden ignored the question. That tells you everything you need to know. Right. Well, in all, so, you know, he was with his granddaughter getting ice cream. And why would these people ask such a vile question? But, you know, I, like I told you, I've, go, I've gone through the wire services here for looking back now on years. And one difference that we're going to notice if there's a President Biden, as you were saying, Michael, is that there was nothing left on the floor that wasn't codified into a story and baked in and served to us by wire services during the Trump administration. Every little bit of speculation, every rumor, everything was baked into hard news and distributed out there. Now, with this story, with the Hunter Biden story, you've got um, drugs, uh, pictures of a guy, a guy with a crack pipe, pictures, I believe, of a, of a naked woman being used as a, as a drug paraphernalia at some point. Might, All this innuendo about corruption, etc. She might be 14 year olds. She, right. she might not be a woman. She might be a young girl. But Right. Anyway. So you've got all of these elements to the story, including influence and corruption, etc. And here's this. If you go to the AP now and you want to, something on Hunter Biden, this is what you get. This is the latest. Trump ups pressure on Barr to probe <laughs> Biden as electioneers. Listen to this. Just one paragraph. President Donald Trump on Tuesday called on Attorney General Barr to immediately launch an investigation into unverified claims about Democrat Joe Biden, the son Hunter, effectively demanding that the Justice Department muddy his political opponent and abandon its historic resistance to getting involved in elections. Where is any of the what, who, why, hair, when, how that, that should be? Uh, say, and you guys saw this. I'll say worse yet was the day before, two days ago, 
when the AP had a story where they looked at all the police records for the people getting arrested at the Antifa riots, and they said they were mostly just good kids, quote, right. <laughs> caught up in a bad moment. <laughs> You're talking about news. stores, like, you know, AutoZone. And- no, no, who cares? Who cares what the actual facts are? Who can- I don't want your opinion about them being nice kids. Just report what they did. Is it that hard? Remember a month ago, 92% of the Black Lives Matter events are mostly peaceful. 92%. Oh, so you're, in other words, one out of every 10 times the, these groups get together, there's violence and looting. That's what you're telling me. That would be the headline on, on Planet Sane. I got a local one from New Hampshire, where I'm New Hampshire Journal, I run, blah, blah, blah. So Wednesday night, was that last night? Yeah, it was last night. They have the debate for first congressional district and the incumbent Democrat is on stage with the with the Republican guy and the and starts attacking the Republican guy because he supposedly does business from Washington D.C. with evil lobbyists, whatever. He says, "Me, you've been dating a guy because the guy, the congressman who's gay, who's a lobbyist for Amazon. You never disclosed it. You voted up ten times on it, and you know, and you're dating the guy. And so the congressman denies it. Well, an hour after the debate, they release the photos of the of the guys together traveling in London." Nobody in the New Hampshire media and nobody in the Boston media that covers is going to cover this story. New Hampshire Journal will have it exclusively, not because we're intrepid reporters, but because no one else even covered it. And all I'm saying, I don't know that there was it was inappropriate that they did. Who cares who he dated? I don't know that he did anything wrong or illegal. I do know when when uh, re- Republicans you had lobbying relationships with female type people who, who were straight, they it was covered by the Washington Post. They just won't cover it. And so how can you ever trust the media in the future to say, yeah, you're covering the news I need to know. You're, you're taking a, a look at it so I have some sense of what's going on. No, I can't trust them to do their job. They won't do their job. It's, it's rock bottom. I guess it could get worse. I guess they could be more in the tank in the second uh, Trump. Uh, <laughs> if, if Trump wins four more years, they're going to just completely lose it. But it is incredible in this. And today you wake up to two more bombshells i mean i would admit i would agree that uh, i'm sure you'd agree that the former ceo of the company that uh, hunter biden had formed is saying yes joe biden was the big guy he was getting kickbacks that's kind of an important story and, oh, and, and ah. i would call that you know it's a, it's a kind of a foreign term these days yeah, I, would, yeah, no. I would call it news that's news and yet cnn the cable news network will spend zero minutes on it they, as as Glenn Greenwald pointed out last night with Tucker, he said, people in newsrooms in New York and Washington, they wake up in the morning, they go to work, and they say, how can we suppress the news today? That's mm-hmm. that's their number one job is suppressing the news for 12 more days. Mm-hmm. That should frighten everybody. I don't care if you're some bow-tied right. you know, professor at Wellesley and Wesleyan. You should say, this is a little scary. And how weird is it that we're in this uh, you know age of – you know, interconnectivity where there's supposed to be way too much news, way too much content. You know, you, you need gatekeepers because the average person doesn't can't process it all. And yet we're actually getting less information because the chokeholds in the system at Twitter and Facebook and Google are choking the the real live stuff. They're, it's, if you had said this three years ago, you're going to know less about what's going on in the era of the Internet People have said, no way, that's not true. But you would. It, it, back in the old day, the boring old Washington Post would have mm-hmm. had this story somewhere. Right. It would have been on a lot of doorsteps, and then other newsrooms would have picked it up. And but they, now they, the media they, 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 
It would have said Republicans pounce. Or yeah, Republicans sure, whatever. I mean, they would have, yeah, but they would have covered it. They would have covered it badly. They would have covered it partisanly, but they would have covered it. But, uh, you know, this is back to, and I don't mean that we're in 1984 or whatever, but, you know, one of the things that George Orwell pointed out is that censorship isn't just the guy at the door who, you know, who, you know, whatever, covers the stuff up. It's the guy who uh, convinces you that there is no story, who won't let the story exist, who takes away the words that you would use. Remember when court packing was a thing seven days ago and suddenly we found out that court packing isn't adding more judges Right. Court packing is just filling vacancies. Right. Otherwise, when would that happen? Duty. That's court packing. But the AP, the AP went with that definition. They, they know it's a lie. Right. And they went with that definition anyway. So once again, to, you said you know it's frightening. Whatever. The people who should be terrified are people who pay their bills by working in the media. Nobody's going to pay for your crap product after November 3rd. Once you've gotten Trump out of the way, once right. you've done your job, you're going to be tossed aside. And then people are going to say, okay, I need new. Oh, I can't get them news from them. That's CNN. They don't do news anymore. I need no. Oh, I can't get news from New York times. They don't do news. Ooh. And it, I, they're, I, their, their numbers are going to plummet because once you don't need propaganda anymore, they're done. You can't go back. It's like, Oh no, no, no. I was a hooker last week. I'm, I'm faithfully married. <laughs> right. No, totally. And actually, look at you. Look at this story. It's especially I'm a, I'm a hooker for a week now. I'm a virgin. It's especially poignant with this story too, with the Hunter Biden story, because it has to do with censorship on Twitter and Facebook, like we were saying. <clears throat> and now all you have to do is people can now see the evidence. They can say, "Wait, is my paper doing that? Do, yeah. Does the Herald? Does the Globe? Yeah. Is it, is the Globe not reporting this? And it, because you know, the theme of this is censorship. So if your paper's not reporting it, you're now involved in this whole thing." And Most I think that's really I mean half the Shattuck, you know this as well as anyone. So do you, Graham? You know it's really easy to do. Just let your subscription lapse. Just say <laughs> I really don't need a Boston Globe anymore. I'm sorry. It doesn't it tell you know it's it's obviously not doing the news. They're obviously not a real newspaper. I really don't need that garbage anymore. I'll spend my money somewhere else. I'll read other websites. And just, you know, pretty soon it'll wither away and die. And, and, might, I re- and might I recommend InsideSources.com for national content and NHJournal.com, where we have a brand new podcast. And you're going to love this, Jerry. We have three Republicans this week, one a night, all three voting for someone different for president. We have Jeff Jacoby from The Globe. He's voting for the libertarian Joe Jorgensen, who, by the way, is a woman. I just found out. Hmm. Uh, and we have, And then we know Tom, Tom Rath is like the dean of the Republican Party in the Granite State. He's voting Biden. And then... Uh, we got to then we got a, a, a conservative activist named Shannon McGinley. She'll be on actually voting for Trump. Just so, so you yeah, know, that that middle person is a fraud. There's no such thing as a Republican voting for Biden. They don't okay. exist. They're frauds. They're liars. They don't exist. Anyway, by the way, I'm looking at CNN's website right now, trying to find the latest Hunter Biden revelations. <laughs> Can't see it, but they do have a, uh, a a definitive story. It says Biden wins second debate. Uh, so they're all set with that. <laughs> Post it early. What, what, you, what is your prediction tonight? Your choice is uh, uh, Trump by KO or Trump by decision or Biden by KO, Biden by decision. What when, you- when it comes to political prognostication, I'm a clubber Lang Republican prediction. Pain. pain. That's good. We pain. want pain. We like pain. Hopefully it's the Biden. Hopefully it's Kristen Welker. Who's- hey, some of us have to work for a living. Can I get out of here, guys? All right, get out of here, Michael Graham. That is Michael Graham from the New Hampshire Journal and the Lincoln Project. He's uh, also voting for uh, Biden and Kamala. He's always been a big Kamala guy, so I'm not surprised. But you can't tell me. 
we have a Republican who's voting for Biden. Those aren't Republicans. Those are just Trump haters. No, those are his. That's his set of like Jonah Goldberg and Bill Crystal and right. all those and people who have been uh, essentially, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> yes, I, they are. Way, um, as Turtle Boy points out, if you were, if you're never Trump or if you're one of these Jonah Goldberg, Steve Schmidt, Michael Graham types, if we listen to them, if the country listened to them, there'd be no. Gorsuch, there'd be no Kavanaugh, there'd be no mm -hmm. uh, wonderful Amy Coney Barrett. She would not be. Right now, it would be, you know, like Cornell West, and it would be, uh, I don't know, uh, who else would be on the, who's your other radical, some other Sonia Sotomayor type. Right. Those would be on the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court would be, uh, uh, you know, a liberal uh, legislative body for the next hundred years. So yes, we've been so, entering to term two for Hillary Clinton. No matter what, you're God. right. They they looked at what Mitt Romney did and they said, "Well, that's that's the perfect campaign. He's a gentleman. He has a good command of issues. You know, he may he he's not afraid to bow to the winds of conventional wisdom and proper uh, political etiquette. So if Candy Crowley steps on you and contradicts you in the middle of the debate, you stand back and take it, even though." It was a momentum changer for the race. You stand back and take it. And, you know, it's most important to be gracious and be pushed around. And that's all that matters. And, yeah, they, we would have had Jeb Bush as the, the candidate. Just think of how boring the last four years would have been. You know what? We would right. have missed out on, on history. But uh, I, want, I got a couple more thoughts on the uh, debate. And then I want to uh, see how your kids are handling the fact that Cal Halloween's been canceled. But, uh First, I got to tell you about Shea Concrete. Shea Concrete can, you know, everyone could use a building now and then. Shea Concrete has buildings. They have buildings. They they partner with Easy Set Worldwide and they manufacture precast concrete buildings for multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shea's been manufacturing precast buildings for over 17 years and no one does it better. Precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long-lasting option compared to other modular building applications such as metal, wood, masonry. Shea Concrete Manufactures delivers and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation support. With a focus on cost efficiency and quality control, each of their precast concrete buildings are pre-assembled at their factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their experts. Uh, you know what makes them uh, better than other buildings? They, they can uh, they can build them in the worst of weather because they do it indoors. That's unlike other, you know, wood, metal. They do it indoors, in, the, in their big plants. They build you a building. This increases productivity, lowers cost, and gives the customer a legitimate time frame of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, Simply go to shakeconcrete.com or call them up and ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these buildings. They'll tell you what you need. They can tell you what sizes they can build. It's the answer. You need a building, go for a precast concrete building. Call them today or just log on to shakeconcrete.com. Learn all about their precast buildings. Here's two thoughts before we move on from the debate, tonight's debate, which I'm sorry, I'm very excited about. Can't wait. Uh, Karl Rove and Mike Huckabee, I would call them, you know, traditional Republicans. They both said Trump cannot focus on Hunter. He can't mm. spend too much time on Hunter. I disagree. Hunter's a great story, and it all ties in to what a corrupt liar his father is. His father has made a fortune. I mean, nobody in the media will ask how a guy on a senator's or vice president's salary can afford 
$10 million mansions all over the state of uh, Delaware. But, you know, I think it's a good question. Laura Ingram says last night, Trump, to win this debate, quote, needs to be respectful and calm. Well, why don't you just say he needs to grow wings and fly? I mean, you can't tell Trump to be respectful and calm or he won't be Trump, right? That's not, he'll, he'll just not I disagree him. with that. I think that Trump, there's part of Trump who can be uh, more sober and deliberate and softer when he speaks. I think he's capable of it. I think there are times if he's if he needs to speak to suburban women that he can't come off just like a cretin and, and beat the crap or try to beat the crap out of Biden. Biden engenders empathy from people. It's not to beat the crap out of Biden is not the way to go. Let Biden fall empathy in his own. Because he's senile or because his you know wife died 50 years, 40 years ago. What, what do you mean empathy? I, I think for both of those reasons. And I think the wife dying 50 years ago, people have been trained by this media to think of Joe as good old lunch bucket Joe who came from tragedy but knows how to hug you if you're down and Megan McCain in the view you know he goes on there he'll hug everybody and he'll when they weep you know he's a he's a, a shoulder to cry on and he's a decent man unlike the mean guy in the White House right now and unfortunately that stuff has been working on people although Biden is as cynical a politician as there ever has been right he's pulled it off and uh, obviously uh, people who don't pay close attention, they always oh, regular Joe. They don't know that again, he lives like he lives like Kanye and Kim in these, in these massive mansions all over the place, these waterfront homes. And no one ever asks, how did he afford that? How did he get that? It's it, he did it long before he was in the private sector for three years, mm-hmm. making him making money, doing whatever, making speeches. He was on a government salary and he was buying mansions everywhere. And I think we got a good idea of how he managed to pull that off. I mean, I know Chris Wallace says he's innocent because he saw his tax returns and there's no item in there that says kickback for Chinese government, uh, $10 million. That's not on there. I didn't, That's I true. And, and 50 ex-intelligence uh, people, right. Jerry, have told me that it's could that this looks like Russian yeah. disinformation. It looks like it has the whiff of it. So we're, yeah. Just dismiss this completely, even though Joe Biden himself and the people on the receiving end of the emails uh, essentially confirmed that they're all accurate emails. But, you know, that's where and that's where I mentioned this earlier. And I think it's still relevant because it's still affecting people's lives. I mean, not like elitists in the media whose kids are uh, in private schools or have tutors, but regular people like Tom Shattuck, which is, with his massive brood of young children, um, the the obviously the petty tyrants in blue states, including our liberal governor Charlie Baker in Massachusetts, Andrew Cuomo, you know, Murphy, Lamont, all these power drunk uh, tyrants, they're taking away Halloween now. They're banning trick or treating. They're banning Halloween parties. They're obviously Fauci, their hero, has already said you can't have Thanksgiving. I mean, you could have a woman's march or a BLM riot and go nuts. Those are important, but you can't have your family over for Thanksgiving because that'd be a super spreader. Here's what amazes me that people still buy it. I mean, yesterday, the mayor of Boston said they're going to go no more uh, in-person classes because there's been a spike, not in deaths, but in cases, a spike in cases. So people who don't, lots of people don't even know they have the virus, get the virus, get through the virus, get better from the virus. And he says, that's a problem. No more in-person learning, which is devastating, as you know, to some families, families that have to go to parents that have to go to work, parents of special needs children 
who can't sit in front of a computer and learn. They need in-person learning to survive. Those kids, those special needs kids, don't matter to Charlie Baker. They don't matter to Andrew Cornwall. They don't matter to Mayor Marty Walsh. They're irrelevant. They're collateral damage. Uh, they play to the, you know, to the mob, to the globe, to the what it, you know, the, the academics that that uh, are rooting for lockdowns. Again, they might as well, you know, uh, be be nothing. They might as well be house pets. To Charlie Baker, doesn't care about special needs children. Did you get that right? I said it. I mean it. If he did, he would insist on in class, in person training, especially young kids, young teachers. They don't get the virus often, and when they do, it doesn't matter. Yesterday, Mayor Walsh said he didn't. He wanted sixth graders to go to school, but he didn't want them to risk their lives. Now, if you said that six, seven months ago, Tom Shattuck, I'd say, okay, you don't. You're ill-informed. You haven't read up. You don't really understand the virus. This is October, almost November. This is October twenty-second. The mayor of a big city says a six a sixth grader, an eleven-year-old, is risking his life by going to school. Now we know the numbers. It's the chances are less than one in a million mm-hmm. that child will die from the virus. If the child gets the virus, the child won't even know he has the virus. We have a mayor who is that ill-informed, who's that ignorant on the biggest story of our lives, the coronavirus, who doesn't even understand the virus. Either that or he's, he's lying. Either he's right. he's dumb or he's dishonest. Those are the two choices. Well, or and, there's a third choice in there that has to do with organized labor, Jerry. Oh, that's a, that's a good point. But just how frustrating is it? Yesterday, the mayor, I mean, the governor announced that the T, the train, public transportation will not stop in Salem, Mass, because they don't want Halloween revelers to go to Salem. It used to be a big tourist attraction. Or mm-hmm. will be, it, it still will be, but you know, don't want people in costumes to walk around the streets. Because why? I don't even understand why. These are people who have encouraged rioting. I mean, Mayor Walsh thanked BLM and Antifa for rioting in the city. He said, thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. Super spreader event, if ever there was one. That same guy does not want kids to go ring on the neighbor's doorbell, hold a little bag out and get a little Snickers bar because that 11-year-old kid might die from the virus. We are being ruled, we are being run by morons, absolute morons. And I feel bad for people like you who have young kids that are, I guess are supposed to sit home and with their mask on and say, the scary boogeyman, the monster, the virus, the coronavirus monster is going to kill me. <laughs> That's, that's just insane. Well, and it's worked, too, because we've had, in the next town over, Newburyport, of course, they're not, not going to be doing Halloween stuff, um, it, but uh, all over the Facebook group um, pages for my town, people are saying, is it too dangerous? Should we not do this? I don't know. What about the guidance from, from Charlie Baker? They say to use big pieces of candy now so that kids won't have their little paws going in like raccoons to the little pieces of candy. Do you think it's safe? A lot of people have fashioned, literally have fashioned these huge cannon barrels out of pvc pipe that are 10 feet long that you're going to insert one piece of candy and then slide it down to the kid at a time which is crazy but i mean we're my we're planning on going out and like you know it's funny that the signs we're planning on going out with our kids and going to the houses that have signs that say lenny mira 
who's a re- Republican state rep, believe it or not, Jerry, I've got one of those up here, wow. or Trump. And we assume those people will be ready to have Halloween and they're going to have candy and it's not going to be a problem. But the, the ones that have uh, Black Lives Matter or hate has no home here, um, uh, I'm assuming that they are not open for business on the so, Halloween. So, you, so if you see that, you just can't go to the house. Because that, if you see a sign that says Black Lives Matter, hate has home, then you assume it's either a, a, a total moron who thinks putting a Snickers bar in a bag is going to give that kid a deadly virus, or you know they just are so afraid to uh, uh, violate the order from the dictator Charlie Baker that they won't even like turn their lights on. That's what you're assuming. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. People are absolutely afraid, and also. Who knows? Because once these kids get together, like last year's Halloween, it's in every neighborhood and your neighborhood too, too. You know, the kids see their friends from school and, you know, they get together and they make a bigger group and a bigger group. And now what if there's a group of 20 kids? That's in violation. And they're not social distancing. No, everybody could get written up. You saw, you watched Tucker last night. You saw the, the deli owner, the Jewish deli oh, owner. It's unbelievable. If you haven't seen it, the guy's got a deli and he just does takeout because it's against the law. It's against the law. De Blasio, it's a, and by the way, I'm pretty sure he's a Jewish guy, right? He's a Jewish guy. Yeah. And as we know, de Blasio and Cuomo are anti-Semites who are cracking down on only one religion. You know, they, the only religion they've singled out are the Jewish people, mostly in Brooklyn. And they have sent in the Stasi, sent in his private uh, secret police <laughs> to bust these restaurant overs if they let anyone in the restaurant. They can serve takeout. Mm-hmm. But no one can come in. They can't have outdoor seating. Now, this these are people barely hanging on, on the brink of bankruptcy. And they sent in one of these agents to write a summons to a restaurant guy who just opened his door to let some air in. He wasn't letting right. patrons in. No diners weren't in. He was serving. It's called Mixed Green. The guy's name is Green. And so the guy comes in and writes up a summons and the manager of the restaurant's going, why? I didn't do anything. I'm not, there's no people in here. I just opened the door to get some air. And the guy is such an asshole. He's like, just, it's all here in the summons. He doesn't talk to him like a human. Yeah. He talks to him to, you know, I, it, I, it was this close to saying here, here's a yellow star. Put this on your shirt. You, you, uh, you rodent. I mean, it's just vile. These people, the boss. Isn't it incredible? I mean, Welding closed the playgrounds that little Jewish kids play in and threatening to close all of the synagogues out of a punitive measure. Shut down. No, it's not closed. Shut down the synagogues. Shut down. We're, you know, I, this is a guy who would, uh, who would laugh if they, if they burned the synagogues. Cuomo and uh, de Blasio would say, good. I warned you. Here's Well, and we should talk about it. Jerry, has his brother been compliant? Oh, no, that was such a great piece. If you haven't seen Tucker from last night, you can get it online. Tucker just strips bare that freaking fraud, Fredo Cuomo, the biggest fraud on, 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 on any network. On CNN, Chris Cuomo is a big anti-mask guy. He pretended that he had the virus. He pretended to quarantine back in April in his basement. It was all an act. He's been caught by Tucker a couple of times without a mask on. And yesterday they had the uh, summons from the... He has a building. He has a mansion in Long Island, an apartment in down in uh, Manhattan, and he apparently goes about his day without wearing a mask. And they had to write him a summons saying you violated this order. You're on the on the elevator, or in the lobby with no mask. Where, you know they've had enough of it. 
He's the ultimate hypocrite, but he also represents a lot of people in mainstream media. We've seen that Caitlin Collins and others. Oh, yeah. Uh, we saw Leslie Stahl in the White House yesterday without a mask. They're all frauds. They're all liars. They're all hypocrites. But Tucker is so good at just taking these people apart. I'm going to tell you in a quick anecdote before we go about how this whole thing has played out. Right near me is a massive uh, skateboard park, which, mm-hmm. you know, philosophically against the taxpayers right. building a park so young kids can break their arms. It just seems like they could they could break their arms on their own. When we were younger, we climbed trees, fell out, broke our arms. Now the government builds you a place you right. can break your arm. Anyway, it's a place. It's very popular. It's very big. A lot of skateboarders. A lot of grown men, by the way. Yeah, it's huge. So, it's Paul Revere Park. You can see yeah, it from the highway. So. When the lockdown started, when Baker first started feeling it, Marty Walsh first started cracking down on these citizens, they put a fence around it, like a three-foot high, like a, I don't know what you call it, like chicken wire fence all the way around it. Next day, I'll go buy it. Kids are just going over the fence, boom, 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 over the fence, and they're skateboarding. A couple of days later, another fence, a tall chain-link fence, like six feet. And so you got two fences. I watch these kids throw their skateboards over, climb the fence, boom, boom, skateboarders. A few weeks pass, and, you know, they're jumping the fence. I don't know if the cops ever, like, they finally realize how stupid this is and how, and someone says, hey, those mostly they're just kids. They're, they're just exercising. This is not a bad thing. They take all the fences down, and the thing is pull the skateboarders again. The virus is still here. It's spiking, so special needs kids have to sit home uh, according to the mayor, they can't go to school because the virus is spiking, but the skateboard park is full of kids every day. And obviously none of them are dying. None of them are losing their lives. You know that there were meetings and they discussed just filling it with concrete. Like it was Chernobyl, you know, know we're not going to have this, but when you talk about school, yes, these are the same people who tell us that we need to, the schools need to open early because there's malnutrition happening and the kids need to eat early. And you have to have after-school po- programs because a lot of these kids have single parents and can't go back to their dangerous neighborhoods because there's a chance they'll get shot. Um, and it, who cares? Who cares about them? Do you think Baker or Marty Walsh gives it? No, it's incredible. And think about you talked about Salem, Mass, Jerry. You know the witch city. There's one day a year where Salem, Mass, is the mecca for commerce. One day a year. And you've got to think these businesses last March who were forced to close and shutter said, okay, if we can just bridge it together till October, if we can just make it till October, get a little bit of summer dining maybe, but October is, October is the big take. The hotels, a Hawthorne Inn, et cetera, you know, they knew that they, you know, that's their time. October is a killer month for, for, um, for Salem, Massachusetts, and they nuked them right now, and that's going to be it's devastating. Annoying. It's brutal, and these people are barely hanging on, and their government not only doesn't care about their plight they are forcibly you know working against the idea that think of that think of the the level of of tyranny let's just call it that you know they say okay what do we control here you know obviously we can't shut the whole city down how about this i got an idea we'll shut the sub we won't let the subway stop they have a train and normally it stops in salem and people get on people get off but if we do that, people will get off and they will go have fun and they will trick or treat and they will have some laughs. And we can't allow that because the virus or actually because Trump, but we can't allow that. So they literally order the train not to stop. That should 
scare everybody. That's yeah. um, that's if that's not government overreach, I don't know what is. Well, they're also in, you know they're adding parking bans as well. So if you're just a, a restaurant or a hairdresser's or whatever, you're screwed. Good luck because if you want to you know get your uh, have a a breakfast sandwich in Salem, Mass, you have to park in Danvers. So that's great. And but more people like I'm lucky because I'm right over the border is New Hampshire. Right across the river here is New Hampshire and there are bars open in New Hampshire and restaurants and it looks like America in New Hampshire. Wow. In in like man, I just my regret now is like I moved this close to New Hampshire. Why the hell didn't I just move to New Hampshire? Good point. Why didn't you go over the river? And uh you know there's actually a presidential election up there. That must be yeah. part of this, but uh anyway, um it's too bad your your kids still get to trick or treat though. I mean, we will be going with them. Yes, we'll go out into wherever I, they're. You have four kids. I'm guessing at least two, maybe three, will survive. You know, I mean, you might lose one or two, but hey, if we're, we're yeah, that's why we had the four because we knew a pandemic would come along and wipe out at least half of them. Right. So I mean, uh, let's go. Uh, let's be honest. They're they're playing with fire. They're risking their lives, but you know, hey, everyone, Kit Kats. I like Kit Kats. It's worth risking your life for a Kit Kat. Good luck with that, Shattuck. They are. That is a great candy. By the way, just uh, just to get the prediction out there, Jerry, I predict a very good night for Donald Trump, and I think these debate rules will hinder Joe Biden greatly, and he will face plant on a couple of occasions tonight. Yeah, I, I I'm with you. I predict a good night. I don't think I don't want to overstate say very good night because he never lives up. To, I, I get frustrated with Trump because I watch and I think of things he should say, things he yeah. should do. He doesn't do them, but I think here's. Here's why I think Biden is in trouble. Yesterday, um, Barack Obama, a guy who didn't even want to endorse Biden, who knows Biden has issues, didn't endorse him until the uh, nomination was sewed up, which is a little uh, curious. He was in Philadelphia, correct? Did a rally. I think there was 27 people there. It was unbelievable. He read the teleprompter as well as he ever did in the old days. He's, he was back. Do you know how close Philadelphia is to Wilmington, Delaware? I think it's it's less than an hour. I think it's like 30 miles away. It's close. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm going to get the exact distance while I talk here. It is it is very close, Jerry, because when we were at the DNC four years ago, I actually had to go on a Sunday to a packy in Delaware to get beer, and it was right up the street. <laughs> That's how you measure things. Yes. To the nearest package store. So Joe Biden is in his home obviously doing debate prep for, I don't know, a couple hours, two, three hours. He's in his home. He has a driver, a car, a limo, whatever. He could get up out of bed or off the couch, into the limo, be in Philly in a half an hour, take the stage arm in arm with Obama, right? That'd be a pretty good visual. Mm -hmm. All the the networks um, would be celebrating and saying, oh, look at this, the good old days, they're back. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. There was no uh, Biden-Obama joint appearance. Why? Let me ask you. You're a cynical guy. Why didn't he do it? Why didn't he get in the car, drive a half hour, meet his friend, his former uh, co-star on the ticket? Why didn't he make that appearance, which I think would have been pretty damn effective even – you know, uh, you know, as a cynical guy, I, I think that would be a pretty damn effective appearance. Why didn't he? Well, I think he's got. I think that he probably has pretty dramatic ups and downs during the day, and there are times during the day when he's not ready for prime time, and there are other times when they can get him 
out there to do an appearance and he's fine. And a lot of times we find out, uh, we find out just hours before that he's not coming out. Sometimes we find out days ahead and uh, they're cloistering him because he's problematic. There's, there's no other way you do it. And, and obviously now when you've got Trump now on this world tour, I mean, Trump is hitting every single state now. He is tireless. And, and he's doing it for two reasons. One he's campaigning, he's trying to win. And two, he's trying to show the contrast that he's got energy and stamina and, and Sleepy Joe does not. And he points that out every time. It's 32 miles. And I was watching the highlights from Obama. Again, small crowd, not a lot of energy, but he, you know, he did a good job reading the teleprompter. 32 miles. He could have, forget, he wouldn't have missed lunch. He could have missed dinner. He could have gotten in the car half an hour, probably could have got a police escort, made a half an hour appearance with uh, Obama, arms raised, cheering mm-hmm. crowd, cheering media, back in the car and back home in time for a, the price is right. I mean, it, it would have been an hour and a half, two hours out of his day, which obviously he had nothing done, no interviews, nothing. And he didn't do it. It just makes me. No, you're right, Jerry. You're thinking like a, like a, consultant and that's right because you get the photo op with obama you're telling people right before the election hey we want the old coalition back remember me i'm obama's right hand man so if you're uh, you know a black american you're thinking not voting this time around i'm a stand in for obama this is a continuation of something that was historic and good good all around and good tempered and and yeah no it's you would think you would think especially with trump so making, makes me think makes me think something is wrong and obviously mm-hmm. he'll you know Trump thinks he'll be on drugs. You know, James Woods will be tweeting out various conspiracy theories of microphones in his ear and magical uh, contact lenses in his eyes. And something is wrong or he would have been there in Philly. I mean, the idea that it's just about debate prep is ludicrous. You'd have to be, you know, Chuck Todd to believe that nonsense. It's, it's more than debate prep. He is hiding. He's sitting on his lead, I guess. But it just seems like he wouldn't have had to talk. He could have just raised arms and hugged Obama back in the limo. And everyone in the media would have been saying how incredible it was. And he uh, Now, I don't like do you it. talking about his stuttering, Jerry, and that 12-year-old boy oh. who was stuttering. That's distasteful that you're doing this. Well, I I just got the memo from my brothers in QAnon, and they said, go with the stuttering and mention, you know, the fact that he was hiding yesterday. So, I, you know, I do it the, old, the, the Q guys. I didn't even, you know, to be honest with you, until about two weeks ago, I didn't even know how to pronounce QAnon, and now I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a member. But, oh, uh, all I know is that is that just like with, uh, you know, three years ago when you were doing the OK sign, suddenly everybody was seeing everybody do OK signs around Trump, right. and they knew that it was white supremacy, which is another newly defined thing. White supremacist now just simply means you're a conservative in or around Trump. But uh, yeah, that's what the QAnon stuff is. Nobody really knows what it is. But it's a nice diversionary tactic to make people afraid and and whatever. By the way, I'm looking here. I've got the signboard with uh, the soundboard with all these Biden cuts. Think about it. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. It's funny. So I've got. There's probably about fifty That's different. That's the worst cuts. of all time. You know the thing. <laughs> but the thing is, Jerry, none of these cuts are stuttering. He doesn't stutter in any. Yeah, I've never heard him stutter. That's just Jake Tapper, rapid response team, doing his best uh, uh, damage control for his guy. Tonight, there'll be more. I'm looking forward to it. Tonight, we'll be sitting in tomorrow. I actually, 
Yeah, I was gonna. Say, I was gonna say, does Shattuck know that he's doing a third day in a row tomorrow morning yet? Or are we breaking? Are we on tomorrow? Well, no. I mean, last time the post debate you were on, we got insane numbers on Facebook. Mm. Now, there's people that would say the Facebook algorithm helped us out that morning. I think it was the Shattuck effect, personally. I think it was in my QAnon brothers. They all two things. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't want to do tomorrow morning, Colleen. I want you to stay up late tonight. Oh, I know God, you don't no. do it. No, you're not. No. Colleen is the only. I think there's, a, there's got to be a Bravo reunion of some reality 30, show. 30, I, yeah. How old are you? 34. Yeah, thirty-four, and he goes to bed at eight o'clock at night. It's just, I, get, I get to the office at three forty-five. Like old man, Jeez. I get in the office at three forty-five in the morning. Right? There is something nice about being up really, really, really early. That shit, really done. early. Yeah. Not conducive to drinking a lot of beers, but it is if, if you're, you know, well, I'm a blackout of the week. Right? Drinks during the day and passes out and get <laughs> early. <laughs> oh yeah, you worked the early shift, Jerry. That was very possible that uh, morning radio guys I would find it. themselves. Twenty years I did it, and I never once said, "Boy, I like this getting up at four in the morning." I hated it. I yeah. don't even like getting up at you know six thirty in the morning. But anyway, I want to do it tonight, Colin. Let's get this out in the open. I want to do it post when I'm just feeling. Because after these debates, I'm raring to go. I want to start. Don't talk to me. Talk to Shattuck. See if you can convince him. To I don't care about him. Lost during the I mean, debate. I love oh, all right. As long as you're up for it, I'm ready to do it. Fine. Fine. I'll do it. Ooh. Fine. All right. Well, we're going to do a special bonus Friday podcast, but hopefully it'll be up like at midnight tonight. If you're watching the debate and you want to, and you can't sleep and you want some post debate commentary, hopefully we'll be there. If not, if you're driving into work. Friday morning. By the way, I looked out this morning. It is the traffic is almost at pre-coronavirus levels, almost back to normal. Yeah, not good, but I guess it is good. It means as people are going to work, and that's a good thing. Back in you know March, I mean April, May, June, there was nobody out there. Now it is stoplights as far as you can see, just like the old days. But if you're stuck in traffic tomorrow morning, hopefully the podcast will be up there. The post debate. Callahan podcast. Uh, we will work on that, and uh, hopefully, not too many people will be scared away by the QAnon warning that Facebook has tagged us with. Um, do you have you learned any more about this, Colin? And I know you're looking. All I was uh, I I was looking into the appeal process, so I have to. Uh, that's that's my, after we're done editing. I am going to be appealing this, and uh, I believe I have a good case. Uh, and it's just one sentence. I have no idea what the fuck QAnon <laughs> is. <laughs> that's my defense yeah. the idea that somehow uh, whatever whatever we've talked enough about it it's insane but that's the kind of that's the point we are in this world is you know you say unless you come on and just say evil trump trump evil i hate trump then you're you get targeted i mean that's that's how it just works. think about that how afraid they are of just three guys just shooting the breeze on you know on a webcam that they have to make sure there's a special notation to discredit everything that's in it. Just so you know, this could be a little toxic. It may look like the Jerry Callahan show and that it's fairly benign, but just so you know, little toxic QAnon. Maybe start paying a little bit more attention to you know people who start masturbating during live streams instead of uh, people that don't know what QAnon is. Maybe let's try that. Well, I mean, and plus, we're just, like you said, shooting the breeze. Aren't they busy suppressing news? I mean, let's be honest. New York Post is breaking news every morning. Shouldn't they be busy suppressing that to, to, to worry about what I have to say? It's crazy. Hopefully, you know, we win the appeal and I can keep my QAnon membership under wraps. Let's keep it under your hat. Don't tell anybody. Hey, just oh. before before we go, I do want to. You talked about Jeffrey Tubin. This is where the left is now on Jeffrey Tubin. This is Joy Behar's reaction to it. <laughs> 
I, I feel sorry for the guy in a way yeah. because I do feel sorry. I kind of him. like his uh, reportage on CNN about the Constitution. Uh, he's pretty good on that, right. and, the, and the Supreme Court. I know that you you also liked his reportage, Jerry. But do you yeah. feel sorry for him? You think if that were I don't know Sean Hannity got beaten as dummy or uh, you know Greg Gutfeld that she'd say I feel sorry for him. She feels sorry for a sixty-year-old pervert naked on a zoom call because she like his reportage <laughs> reportage you there are, are people poor. who use the word reportage and people who don't okay i made my list add that to the list if you're voting for biden you're voting for joy behar you're voting for those those dingbats uh, on uh on the view that's who you're voting for but uh all right we're gonna do this later hopefully tonight if, if colin can stay up if not tomorrow morning look for it we will have the uh post-debate wrap-up with all the highlights and all the lowlights and all the insanity that is sure to come. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. That is uh, Tom Shattuck from the Burn Barrel Podcast and the Little Sun. I appreciate it, Shattuck. Good job. Thanks, thanks to guys. Shake Concrete and Ally Paving and DCU. And thanks to everybody who is uh, supporting us despite, despite the warning from Facebook that we're dangerous and we're uh, sharing crazy conspiracy theories. It's all a load of crap. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna straighten that out. I hope. But uh, thanks for hanging in there. And uh, thanks to Colin Ann and thanks to everybody for listening. I appreciate it. This is the Callahan Podcast. I'm Jerry Callahan. Hopefully, hopefully, I will talk to you again late, late, late tonight or tomorrow morning. Uh, we will uh, we will talk to you then. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.